0: Welcome to Do a Blessing, CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. About our topic today is releasing our abilities, releasing our abilities in fasting and prayer. You say oh, that was going to be something interesting. <laughs> releasing our abilities in fasting and prayer so we have abilities in us that can only be released on the altar of fasting and prayer i would i would as we just go through this i i want to when we go to daniel chapter daniel chapter 9 now daniel is someone that we know one thing that that you can say is a common trend in the lifestyle of Daniel is fasting and prayer. And this man, if you ask Daniel in his days, Jesus called him a prophet, but if you ask Daniel in his days who is a prophet, he would say Jeremiah. Because as far as he was concerned, because him and Jeremiah lived almost in the same era. Jeremiah was in Israel while Daniel was taken where, where they were young and they were taken to Babylon. So you will see in Daniel chapter nine. Sorry, if you, if you wanted to put the lights um, in, in Daniel chapter nine, verse two to three, the Bible says. Thank you. The Bible says that in the first year of the reign, I Daniel understood the number of years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet. So when you have Daniel, Daniel, who are you? Daniel will say, I, I am a king's advisor because he was sitting on cabinet. In fact, Daniel served three different kings. He was such, so such good at what he was doing that when a king died, they would re- recommend him and say, you know what, when, when that guy talks economic stuff to you, you know that he's talking. But as far as Daniel is concerned, Daniel was not the prophet. But Jesus, Jesus now said to us, in Matthew I think Matthew 24, Jesus was saying to us, he said, He said, when you begin to see these days coming, he said, make sure you study and understand the, what is written according to Daniel. Now, what am I trying to say is that this guy, he said, then I, Daniel, set my face towards um, uh, towards the Lord. God made a request in prayer and supplication with fasting. So Daniel when most of everything that Daniel did Daniel although this guy was not a, was not an acclaimed prophet he was just a regular guy who had who, who had who had who was working within government and was standing for what is right even in a, in the most developed country then which was babylon Now I I and I, I just wanted to say to to show that even as as irrelevant as sorry, as, in, as Daniel will see himself, you will begin to see how God used this young man. And on the platform of fasting and prayer, if you read Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 2 talks about, no, don't worry, just the next one. Daniel chapter 2 talks about the dream the king had. The head of gold the silver, the, uh, what's it called? The bronze, and the, um, sorry, the bronze and the iron. Yeah. So, and Daniel interpreted, when you got Daniel, interpreted what this stood for. And Daniel said that, that, and the king said, I saw a stone come from heaven, which no man hands caught. He came and he came on this um, particular um, what's it called? Um, Statue. Statue. God bless you. So let me just quickly explain this statue to us. Daniel said that the head of gold is Babylon. That was the king there. And he said, after a kingdom will come and take and destroy Babylon, which was the Persian government, the Persian, um, um, and after that, the brass. When you read history, the ones the that took over them, civilization that took over them, were from Greece. Do we get to that point? Now, at, by the time Greece was taken over, Daniel was not there. But as Daniel began to do these interpretations, then Daniel came and said, After Greece, you have Rome. Which is the high part? That is when, when you see, uh, like um, uh, Cyrus uh, uh, and uh, um, um, Alexander the Great and uh, things like that, the high was the major part of their kingdom. Does this make sense to your point? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Now, Daniel now said, This, um, this. Iron at the feet. If you read Daniel chapter chapter 2, also he said at his feet, that iron will that statue will have 10 feet, 10 um toes. He said that Daniel was now explaining that it will be mixed with iron and clay. He said they will try to make this clay and iron come together. But it will never happen. Each time they try to bring them together, they will scatter. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now let us see how this really matters. to us. Now, if you look at, so this is the Roman Empire. He's saying that the Roman Empire, which is the um, metal, it will break into ten toes. Are we there? Hallelujah! Can I have next slide, please? Now, this Roman Empire, the ten stones that you're talking about, is what broke into Europe. Daniel said that three of them would disappear. I think Daniel chapter three or so. He, he prophesied that three of them would disappear. He said, but they, there would be constant, um, constant alliance that will be coming up to try to bring this thing together. But he will never be. Does Brexit mean anything to you? Now, who are those that have tried this? Can I, who are those that have tried this? The ones that you may probably know. Okay, sorry. These are the ten toes in those days, as Daniel understood them. Uh, sorry, as the, as as you see them initially, how they broke out. You have the Lombards, which is Italians. The Saxons, which is the English, the Franks, which is French, the Burgundians. Um, these are old names, which is Swiss, and um, Germans, and Spanish, Portuguese. These three, according to Daniel, was going to be extinct, and they did. I we together. So if you are reading the book of Daniel today, Daniel's prophecy, I'm not doing that today, but Daniel's prophecy is accurate till time when you calculate it. Date and time. Now, this guy was just, why am I talking about this guy? This guy was, as far as he's concerned, he's not a prophet. <laughs> he's just a regular like guy in the government. <clears throat> Can I next slide, please? Amen. There are people who have tried to bring the clay and the stone together. That was, let me just start from the ones who probably know. Napoleon, that was his aim. Hitler, his aim was to have one euro. That was Hitler's, Hitler's, Hitler's final mission. And Hitler was on success. And here we have Please, I am not for or against you. Brexit. That's what I'm talking about. by just telling you that when Jesus said in, in Matthew 24, I think, 15, he said, he said, make sure you read the book of Daniel and you understand what is going on. When they asked him, what are the signs? He said, go and read the book of Daniel and understand. And if you read the prophecy Daniel had, what happened after, when the people keep trying, a stone will come that will come from heaven and no hand will cut. And you destroy them all and set up his kingdom the Bible says Jesus is the cornerstone hallelujah amen. amen sorry I was like I said I was I was teaching a group of people and I almost felt that you know they were almost went to sleep <laughs> because because i was saying to them i taught the first part of daniel and i was teaching them the other part and i said i said you know Grant, this part i needed to get your calculators and pen and people were like i said you say go to your point people like, ah, it's in your bible <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> Amen. that's why when people were saying when are you going to come by jesus said you don't need to just go and study the book of daniel see how it works but we're not talking about, we're not talking I just wanted to kind of show you that so that you can see that this guy was only on the platform of fasting and prayer and God kept showing deep revelation. Let us bring it very close, a bit closer to our home time. Let's, you will see this man, I don't know if you have, John Wesley, have you heard about this man before, John Wesley? This man traveled on horseback preaching the gospel. He covered over 250 miles, 250,000 miles, sorry. Do you know how far the world, the heart is from the equator? Is twenty five thousand eight hundred and fifty. So he traveled the world a minimum of ten times, as in the, the route he traveled, you can go around the world ten times. He preached John Wesley preached over sixty five thousand sermons. Sorry, forty two thousand sermons, and six thousand five hundred hymns. You think Agaga is a very serious pastor, but John Wesley also propounded. Can I have an extra piece? John Wesley also. That was one before. That one before this. Okay, don't worry. Amen. There was indeed did. John Wesley propounded. There is a, a book called um, the the when it comes to. Yeah, sorry. Hallelujah. Primitive physics. Daniel, he said John Wesley wrote the book of where he calls the holistic concept of medical science and its environment. This man was not a doctor. He was not a medical doctor. This man were were aside from being committed to God. He, see that was irrelevant to them. They if this man aside. This man was traveling, somebody they said when somebody traveled the world, around 10, as in the party traveled around the world, or sorry, his kilometers he covered, meters, um, the miles he covered is just like going around the world 10 times, on horseback. And he understood this thing, that is why someone like him would say, when he was doing, uh, when he started Methodist Church, when Methodist Church, he had one rule. You can never be a minister in the Methodist Church. You cannot fast two days a week. He doesn't believe that you can do anything. Yeah, as far as he's concerned, he wasn't, there was no negotiation. There was no, I, I have spiritual, as far as If you don't fast minimum of two, it was Wednesdays and Thursdays. If you don't fast minimum of two days in the days of John Wesley, you cannot serve. Because as far as he's concerned, how are you going to survive? How are you going to survive? God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And you see, him, when he wrote something, he said, Do I have the slide or not? Um, he, said, he said, The man who never fasts is no more than a man, he's is no, is no more on his way to heaven than a man who never prays. Because as far as he's concerned, he it doesn't, he, he doesn't, he didn't understand how you can have somebody who called themselves a Christian and not have this lifestyle. Why I'm choosing these examples so that you don't see that, you know, this was the only, their whole whole job is just to come to church and, oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. These guys were profound in their own time. And that did not, that, as far as they were concerned, it was two things that did not, you cannot say, like I said, he preached over. 40,000 sermons, yet he wrote books, he opened hospitals, and was treating people medically. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you have someone like him. Now, before you begin to say, you know, let me see, um, um, let me just take that a, a bit out of the way, is that when, when people say, you know, maybe fasting is not for me See, even medical science is not discovering. This man in, um, can I have the example? This man is a Nobel Prize winner for 2016. is the way the they he discovered is what they call autophagy, autophagy. basically. I shared with us at the time, it is, what it means is heat yourself. What they discovered is this. Now, every sickness is as a result, it stands from your cell. Your cell, your body, I think it's like that. I won't go into details of whatever it is, but this is what this does, is that when your body does not heat for a period of time, as I I can like 24 hours, 36, how as your body begins to, the the cells begin to go, begin to look internally and begin to absorb everything that is within your body. As a result of that, what happens is that your cells are are rejuvenated. And they heal themselves. So what happens is there is there is a part whereby when, okay, let me just Say this because it, it, there is there is there is another kind of science. It's, uh, let me just leave that to one side. But what I'm trying to say is that your cells, as a, in a as a human body, has a lifespan, and as a period of time, over swelling, inflammation, whatever it is, it dies. But when they die, they stay in the system. There is no way for it to regenerate itself, and that is why even God has. Put everybody on compulsive fast. When you sleep in them, that's why they're going to be fast. Because that is what your body needs. That's what your body needs. So when you see people that have dementia or Alzheimer's and things like that, it's because the, the, the brain cells naturally, as a human being, it dies bit by bit, a bit by bit by bit, but it's not flushing away, so it forms plaques. So it covers the senses of it covers it covers part of the brain. So you cannot transmit anything. That's what is happening. That's why it happens to people when they get older. So what they're saying now is that when when fasting becomes a, your that, that cell rejuvenates itself back. It, it kicks back to to life. In fact, there is there is you can read a lot a lot about it. There is there is a man that injected they injected two animals. Uh, Sorry, they injected two two, uh, uh, three sets of rats. And those rats, they injected them with cancer virus, both of them. And so they decided not to feed one. One, they let one on fast, and the other one um, was eating. And they were giving them, um, uh, what was it called, these chemo, chemo drugs and things like that. By two days or three days later, half of those who were eating died. The other one, they were. The other ones that did not die, they were already sitting on one side. They could not move. But those that were, those that were fasting, they were. Their body was shining, and they did it on three different locations. Now, see all these things. Scriptures are talked about it long, 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 long time ago. Of course, there is difference between diet and fasting. So, what I'm trying to say, please watch the science of the uh, 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 video, the science of fast. You need to, or fasting, you need to watch it and, you know, I believe it will bless your life. So, let's just leave this man alone let's go to, now, so you have that also on BBC, talking about the power of intermittent fasting. So, now, the Bible says something about Jesus. John, now as a human being, I want us let me just say this to us you have the ability as a child of God to stand, be standing before God in heaven and also be present on earth. I'll give an example to you. Jesus, this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, No man has ascended to heaven. But he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man. Please, you would expect him to say, who was in heaven? But Jesus said, the Son of Man, who is in heaven. That does not make sense. You cannot be on heart and be in heaven at the same time. Let's now look at Hebrews chapter 12, describing the church. He said, But you have come to Zion, the city of the living God, the, the heavenly Jerusalem, the, to the to the innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of God, who are registered in heaven. They are on earth, but they are standing, wherever they stand, they can connect both sides together. Then you see later when it goes to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, it says, God has raised us together and has made us to sit. This is not this is present continuous. Amen. <laughs> made us to sit together in heavenly places. So where Paul was saying, we are sitting in heavenly places. You will say, sir, I don't understand what you're saying. You are here. How can you be sitting in heaven at the same time? Amen. Amen. I'm just trying to show us the abilities of what we have as, as a child of God. Even before the covenant, which was... Um, Elijah was saying Elijah said before King Kings 17 he said Elijah the Tishbite the inhabitant of Gilead said to her the king please notice what he said as the lord of Israel lives before whom I stand please what is wrong with this statement you are standing before me the king said excuse me sir you are standing before me. (laughs) How can you be standing before me and say, before whom I stand? So as far as Elijah is concerned, you may be seeing him standing before you, but he's standing in the presence of God. Most of the time, Christians don't understand this. Because we feel that Um, I know that it is a good prayer and please don't misquote me. I just left the presence of God. As far as Elijah was concerned, even though he's talking to somebody, he's standing before God. And that was the way these guys, these men, understood that. So, when we go forward, I just want to just point out how Jesus kind of looked about first. Let's just go to Matthew. Now, Jesus was talking in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus was teaching. And verse 2, Jesus said, when you give. When you give. He said, therefore, when you do a charitable deed. So, Jesus is talking about Give giving. Can I ask the question? How often do you think you give? Jesus said, You expect to give as often as possible. So Jesus is talking, and if you go, if you go further on to verse, verse 5, that same statement, Jesus is still talking, he said, when you pray. So now when is when Jesus said when you pray, that means that he's not expecting you, no, he's taking it. As a default, that you be praying. When he said, "When you give," okay. When I said to someone, I "said When you take your bath," what does that mean? I expect you <laughs> do take your bath as a type. <laughs> Amen. So when Jesus was saying, "When you pray, when you give," now when you go further on to the next verse sixteen, he now said, "When you fast." So Jesus together in one same conversation, fasting, giving, and praying. As far as Jesus is concerned, it's three regular things. It it, it wasn't wasn't something that people do on a very... As far as Jesus was concerned, it was a regular thing. That's why he was putting everything together. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. So... And Jesus was not even saying, make sure you, as far as he was concerned, it was something they do. It was not, he was not, It um, was not, he, he, he appears like Jesus did not understand how somebody would be a Christian and not understand fasting, because he it, it doesn't, it's as if, like I showed you in the scriptures, Matthew chapter 6, as far as Jesus is concerned, it's as if you're saying, should I pray? Should I give as a Christian? That's what Jesus is saying. So why should you say, should I fast? (laughs) Amen. Amen. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So when we look at Luke chapter 5, now this is one part of a couple of things I just want to point out to us. When they asked Jesus the question. We are reading Luke chapter 5 from verse 34 to 39. He said, and they said, and he said to them, now, they asked him, why is your servant not fasting? And I said, can you make friends of a bridegroom fast? Why the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. He did not say that, this just go back. He said, then they will fast. When the bridegroom is taken away from them. Now, what was Jesus saying? They can see me now, physically. I'm here. But when I am physically taken away from them, to be able to maintain this kind of relationship we have, they need to fast. Because in those days, when disciples want to if peter's mother wanted to go sick it was simple jesus let us go it was simple jesus said Truth, they i am here there is nothing that now what was jesus saying is that one thing fast does it is a and its it is a, it it is connecting with god first he's saying that you know You know, when you have the bridegroom and friends, I don't know if anybody has been a part of a bridegroom's crew and when they're about to get married and they're having a chat in the room where boys are talking, you know, they're just chatting and, you know, the place is lively. So Jesus now used that example and said, the relationship between, when you say bridegroom and friends, when they are chatting, we are chatting now, but for them to be able to continue that chatting, when I leave, they need to fast. Why? Because fasting opens them up to be able to connect to me. So that was one of the reasons why Jesus did not understand how it how would ever be. Some, someone was saying to me, I was talking to someone, I said, Do you notice that in the book of Acts, Jesus just told his disciples, wait for me? That's what he said to them. But the Bible said when they were there, they were fast. Did he tell them to fast? Why did he not tell them to fast? Because it was it was normal. That's why Jesus never really thought extensively on fasting because it was, it was it was a normal thing. Even in this conversation they were saying to him, the disciples of John the Baptist. Class. So it was a normal thing. It wasn't a debate. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So Jesus said to them but when the bridegroom is taken away When they need the bridegroom to not only that, please also understand this part why would Jesus use friends and bridegroom? That means that it's not only saying that their relationship is not only about what they want to get, but just I just want to be close to my friend. So, what is that saying? What's Jesus saying is that fasting is not only you want to get something, it is to open you up to a relationship. That is why at times when people say, I don't have a problem now, why should I fast? It is because of lack of understanding. Why would Daniel fast? Daniel was living in the palace, (laughs) he didn't have a problem. Daniel never fasted because he had a problem. So, what Jesus is first of all saying to us is that. Fasting, thing, when you fast, it just brings a relationship. It, it opens you up to God. It opens you up to God, and if you read further, Jesus now, Jesus now said. Then he spoke a parable today and said, "No one puts a new, uh, a new garment on a old one, otherwise the old, the, sorry, the hold, the new makes the makes a tear, and also the pieces." of which is taken does not match the whole one. He said, no one puts a new wine into an old skin. So Jesus said saying that, you know, we, the problem is that when you do not engage in fasting, is as if you are using a, an analog in the era of digital. You may be connected, but that connection will be will, will, will not match. Jesus did not say that you cannot pour wine. He said, But well, if you pour that wine, then it will just it doesn't make sense. Remember that I know that people have to interpret these scriptures in different ways, which is not bad. But if you read really, it in context, Jesus was talking about fasting. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I'm just going to just point at one major benefit because of my time about fasting and we will go. I am a child of God, and I believe that every one of us is, hallelujah. (laughs) But there is a difference in being the child of God and exercising your right as a child of God. Does this make sense? Let's look at Jesus. Let's let's look at no. Let's even look at um, no. Let's go to John. Now, please look at NIV. He says, "Yet to many that did receive them, receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right." A child of God. Now he did not say to be called, to become. You can be, and I will, I will give you, you can be a child of God and not have the ability to exercise your rights. If you look at he gave them the rights, let's look at John uh, KJV. He says but as many that received him, he gave them the rights. And the whole King James will say, he gave them the power to be called. That's what the whole King James says. He says, he gave them the power to become. So, what was he saying? It's that right and power is the same. Am I making sense? So, you can be called a child of, I know who I have. I don't I know who God says I am. I definitely say yes. We all know. <laughs> but there's a difference in knowing and being able to exercise your right. An example is, I'll use an example of Jesus. When you see Luke, Jesus, Luke chapter 3, verse 22, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended bodily upon Jesus. And the Bible says that, and the, the, God said, You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That is what God is saying to everybody. But when you now go to Luke chapter um, 4, the Bible says after then, what the Holy Spirit took him into the wilderness. He fasted for 40 days. But the Bible says that by the time he came back, he came back in the power. So, God says, you are my child. Say, yes, clap for them. Yeah, you hold. <laughs> you cannot exercise any rights. Because to exercise rights, you have to have power. And for Jesus to be empowered, it had to happen on the altar of prayer and fasting. So when I am in the all, when I am engaging in fasting and prayer, I am exercising my rights. That's what I'm doing. It is not even necessary that I am praying to God, give me something. No, I am exercising my right. That was why when these guys could not cast out a demon, Jesus said, these kind of ones, they don't listen to Chingon Christians. They want Christians that are able to exercise their rights. That's why he said, without fasting and prayers, this kind of world, world, they don't listen to you. Why? Because your right is limited. You are not exercising it anyway. Remember that when Jesus told them without without fasting and prayer, Jesus did not say, you know, the way we read it, Jesus said, this kind of ones will not go out except by fasting and prayer. What you expect people to say is okay, wait, what fast for seven days, they will come back. But Jesus just said, he just told that demon, leave. What was he just saying? I, I I live a life of fasting and prayer, exercising my rights. By the time I get to a situation, I just speak. Because at that point I am exercising my right as a child of God. Does this make sense? So one of the major benefits we have, as in the place of fasting and prayer, is exercising our rights. In the pla- on the plan, that is what see. Is, I get you and we would we we'll, we'll talk about that even as we go through the length of of um, advocate of, um, of of laying your case before God and things and things like that. But what I put for for to no, know is that. As when I am fasting and praying on a, maybe on a weekday or whatever it is, I am I am exercising my rights. And by the time I enter into a situation, I am standing there exercising my rights. Or else, my Christianity is just going to be a sticker on my car. I am a child of God. Beware. <laughs> 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 you know, we have we have also the keep off of God living here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so that was why as far as Jesus was concerned, that is why someone like John Martin, John Wesley, would say, how can you, be what, what do you want to do? You want to become, um, you want to minister. You want to, you want to minister, you cannot fast two days a week. As far as he was concerned, how can you go to, how are you going to exercise your rights? Jesus had all the abilities inside of him. The anointing was flowing inside of him. But for him to exercise it, he had to That's be the battle of the first number. The Bible says, when you read that, uh, Luke chapter 4 again, the Bible says, after he left there, his fame went around. Why? Because he had exercised himself. He had exercised himself. You have men in the Bible, and as I just, you have different men in the Bible, like Paul. Paul will say that in, in in journeys often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, even in my of my own countrymen, uh, my gentiles in perils. And if you go to verse um, twenty-seven, he said, in weariness and turmoil in sleeplessness, in anger, in tests. And in fasting often, it's interesting that he did not put most of all this often. When he came to fasting, he said, "In fasting often." That was how they were living their life. It wasn't one day fast for the next three months. God understands. That That was what. And please. Realize that Paul, when Paul was talking, he differentiated tests and hunger from fasting. Hunger is when you don't have choice. (laughs) Fasting is when you decide in your mind that I'm going to follow God and you combine it with prayer. So, hunger is... (laughs) No food today, let us convert it to fasting. (laughs) You are not... You are not fasting. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, and when you see how, see this man that said, in fasting of If you go to Acts, chapter 14, verse 11. The Bible said, now when the people saw what Paul had done, they said, they raised their voices saying, in in, um, in Nicodemian language, the gods have come down to us. What does that sound to you? Somebody that is connected to heaven and heart together. That's what they call God. And how was he maintaining his connection? By fasting often. <coughs> By fasting often. You have an example of Moses also. 40 days, after he came back, nobody could look at his face. Why? He was connecting heaven on earth, in time. I have shared with us men that have made mark on this in this world by fasting and prayer. Why? Because he opens them up to heaven. That is why, again, I go back to that man, John Wesley. He never understood why you would have anybody that would exist without fasting. Why? Because you may have, what you are achieving now is good, but there is still a lot of abilities you cannot exercise because you will not fast. us chapters 16 as we close. Now he said this shall be a statue forever to you. So God is saying this is this has to be a constant thing for you. He said in the seventh seventh month on the seventh day, you shall afflict your soul, you shall not walk. He said, um Basically, what the Bible is saying here is that that day shall be declared Sabbath for you. But on Sabbath, what you do is that when the Bible says afflict your soul, if you read the Amplified or the modern translations, it will say you would fast. God is saying, see, this is a statue for you forever. When you appear before me, you need to appear gathered in fasting. Why? Because as a church, we are gathering to exercise our right together. And when we have, um, you know, <laughs> and when, when somebody hits so much, and, you know, and uh, is sleeping, because, I thought <laughs> in the name of Jesus. The devil said, ah, which right do you to exercise? You. <laughs> the only other right you have is the one you have inside on your, on, your, on your plate before you came here. God said, Lord, no, this is going to be a startle for you. It's going to be something that you must. Why? Because as God is concerned, when the church is gathering, we are gathering to exercise our right together. And that is what he sees on the altar of fasting. Because of my time, that is where I would put it out. We unlock the resources that we have when we come on the altar of fasting. Lent is starting on Wednesday. It is a time to exercise yourself. Start to exercise yourself. Demonstrate, exercise your rights. Enough of, you know, oh, they are chasing me, they are chasing me. Stand and exercise your own rights. And that right is exercised on the platform of prayer. We, We saw Jesus. We saw Daniel. We saw the apostles. If Jesus can fast before he can exercise his right, then I would be wrong to say, you know, whatever will be, will be. May will not be generation of Esau? Yeah. was Israel because of his stomach soaring his future. Daniel became the greatest of his time. Not only because he was good at his career, whatever he was doing, but you could see that the platform from Daniel 1 all on through was fasting and prayer. He was committed to it. And that was making him exercises right. Another person, as we close, is Esther. Esther, the king, was saying, Nobody, dear, enters this place and survives. And Esther said, We need to now go and exercise our own rights as the daughter of the king of kings and the Bible says they declared a three-day fast. By the time she entered into the palace of the king of hearts, she came in not as his queen, but as the daughter of the the God of Israel. And when she stepped in, the king had no choice because somebody was exercising their rights that was above their own Please, learn to exercise your rights in environment. At your parents. At your family, whatever it is, exercise your rights. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.